This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. So I want to I want to share with you this morning a bit of my story, how I how I uh, started going to Shofar as a student, and just my journey in terms of church. Because for me, it will always be it will be one of the most amazing. Um, aspects of my life ever and I, I I grew up in a very traditional church so when I went to university I felt so free I felt as if for the first time I could choose the church I wanted to go to so it was the most amazing experience for me so I I went to every church I could find in Stellenbosch for about six months must have been at least seven or eight churches I visited and I said Lord show me show me I have this incredible opportunity to, to, to choose a, a, a church family, and I needed to guide me. And after about six months, I, I was just standing in, in, in a worship service, in a Sunday service at a chauffeur, and I just felt so at home. I felt so at peace. I just knew. I just knew this is my home. So I slowly started to, to get involved. I just started by going to church which is a good idea if you want to join a church. And started going to a life group. I joined the worship team. Even though I was so intimidated and scared, I couldn't actually tell them that I want to join the worship because there were all these good musicians and I, I couldn't identify myself with them. And God really just opened a door for me where they actually found out that I can play the piano and they contacted me. So it was almost as if God was pushing me out of my comfort zone. And, you know, in, after about six months, I, I formally joined the church. I became a member. And it's almost as if after that, things changed quite quickly. Where in the first six months, I was involved and I, I went to church. But it was almost as if it, I, it didn't become my family. It didn't feel like my family, even though I knew it was my home if it makes any sense to you. And after I formally commit to become a member, it was almost as if my heart changed towards the people. I started making friends. I got even more involved. I started doing the Bible school. I did three years of Bible school in the evenings. I, I started going on mission trips. It, it was just as if this whole new world opened for me as, a, as an individual. I met my husband in church. I made friends for life. And one of the biggest things that changed in me is I started growing as a person. I changed. You know, I had so many insecurities. I had so many issues. And it, it didn't actually go away through counseling and even deliverance. It, it, God changed me through just interaction with people, just going on a mission trip and experiencing unconditional acceptance where they just, accepted me with all my things. Uh, they just accepted me. And I started growing as a person. And I want to take you to a scripture in Psalms 92. Most of you would be familiar with this. It says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age, and they shall be fresh and flourishing. And, and I looked up the word flourish because this is what the scripture is all about, that when we plant ourselves, we will, we will flourish. And I looked it up, and the dictionary actually talks about, 
you will grow or develop in a healthy and a vigorous way. And looking back, this is exactly what happened to me. I didn't only grow, I didn't only develop, I, I grew and I developed in a healthy and a vigorous way. It was almost as if God quickened my personal growth when I commit, when, when, when I decided to, to plant myself. You see, there's, there's a difference between attending a church and planting yourself in the house of God. You know, when, when, when a plant gets water every now and again, when a plant isn't planted in, in, in good soil, the, the, the vigorous and the healthy growth will not happen. I mean, we all know that. And this certainly happened to me because I did not only attend, but I planted myself in, in, in God's house. And even though I, I had incredible opportunities as a student, I had the amazing opportunity to go to university, which not all people have, so I'll never take it for granted. And I had the, the amazing opportunity to do my articles. I studied accounting, so I did my articles at one of the big four firms. And I had incredible opportunities, and I will be forever thankful for that. But I can honestly tell you this morning that my biggest personal growth, spiritual obviously as well, but I want to talk about my personal growth, came through my involvement in my local church. And I will never... You know, I'm, I'm a, um, I'll be forever thankful for the opportunities I had in my workplace, and I'll share about that now. But my church actually offered me opportunities that my, my job or my career or my company could have never offered me. And looking back through the years, those things had the biggest impact on my growth as a leader, as a person, compared to what I experienced in my workplace. And I, I can just give you a few examples you know, similar to what Andre shared last week, I joined a life group. I was shy and I was timid and I was, I was scared. And as I say, I had many, many insecurities. But I joined a life group. And after one or two years, I had the opportunity to lead a group of about 10 or 12 people. And it changed my life. It, it transformed me from, you know, timid and shy. And, you know, I, I had so many seasons in my life where I couldn't speak, you know, just not even in a small setting, not even in a small group of 10 people. I couldn't properly speak without blushing, without stumbling over my words, without, you know, kind of blanking and not knowing what to say. I had so many things that I had to work through, and slowly but surely God lifted me out of that place of insecurity into a position where he said to me, Sonika, I want you to lead. I want you to lead. And, and I had the opportunity to lead a group after three years of doing Bible school. They were looking for new teachers for the Shafa Bible School. And something in me just said, I want to do this. I don't think I can. But there's this desire. It's what, what Cindy spoke about this morning in, in that word that she brought, that our desire should be bigger than our fear. It's it's our, it's the, It's... If, if our desire is bigger than our fear, we will be willing to step out. But if our fear is bigger than our desire, you, we will never step out. Because all of us have certain limitations in our natural capacity. And, and I just felt that the Lord said to me, I want you to lead. And I, I said to them, oh, I want to I teach at the Shafa Bible School. You know, and I, I really thought they're just going to uh, 
overlook me and say, Sonica, okay, maybe in five years or so. But they actually gave me an opportunity to teach. It was huge for me. I, I sometimes had to teach in one of the lecture halls in Stellenbosch for about 300 students. That stage, the Schaffer Bible School was big, big, big because all the students did it for the, for the very first time. And it was a, a huge growth curve for me. But my church gave me that opportunity. And I slowly started growing. I slowly started coming out of my shell and becoming the, what, what God wanted me to be. I played keyboard in the band. As I say, I was also very intimidated. Didn't know that, you know, didn't think I can do it. And God was just pushing me, pushing me, pushing me out of my comfort zone. And after about nine years of just being a keyboardist, just playing in the team, I had the opportunity to lead worship. We actually moved from one shofar congregation to another congregation. And I think they kind of just thought I can, but I haven't ever before that. So they just said, oh, we don't have anyone to lead worship on Sunday. Can you please help out? I'm like, I've never done this before, <laughs> but yes, I will give it a try. And over and over and over, God was just pushing me, you know, from the one position to the next because I had this desire to grow. I had this desire to to become what God has called me to do, even though I had so many, so many fears and insecurities. You know, we we had different courses in our in our company. You know, because they say auditors lack soft skills. All right, so now they need to teach us how to to um, develop our soft skills. So they would get the best of the best people to come and teach us many different things that they felt we can't do. <laughs> so. One of the courses I avoided was a course called Presentation Skills. And all the managers are terrified of this course, me included. So yes, I suppose we do lack soft skills as auditors. But I just didn't want to do this course. I was so freaked out, you know, because they're going to make you stand in front of people and you must speak and they're going to give you a topic. And oh, I was just, I dreaded that, that, um, that idea. But... Because my church encouraged me, because the people in my church encouraged me and my church gave me opportunities, and because God helped me to get over my fears, I did that course just before we actually moved to East London in 2008. So I was a manager for about seven years, I think, at that stage. So just before we moved to East London, I decided I am doing this course. I am now going to do this by faith. And I had the most amazing experience where God actually just removed the fear from the whole thing. And I realized that was, it was the fear keeping me from doing this. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't my company and all the courses I did and the incredible opportunities I had there that helped me to teach at the Shafer Bible School. It was my, my church that helped me. And as I say, I'm not selling short any job or any, any career. I had incredible opportunities to, to, uh, to work at different companies, and I learned a lot. But in terms of my personal growth, if it was not for my, for my church family who encouraged me, who gave me opportunities, who spoke life over and over and over, I would have not been in this position I am today. I would have certainly not speak. Yeah, this morning. You know, I was one of, one of um, 
a, a team in, in Stellenbosch, we did a, like a two-minute message before we received the offering. Every Sunday, we would have like a, a testimony or a message. And they asked me to be part of that team, and I was very excited because I, I love biblical stewardship, and I really have actually a lot to say about it, and there's many. It's, it's a big passion of mine. So, yes, by all means, I'll be part of the team. But when I started receiving the emails with a roster, okay, so I was also in your position back, back in, what, nine, 19 years ago, where I would receive a roster with my name on. Okay, now I'm on the team for that Sunday. So when I would receive this particular roster, I would freak out. You know, I would be at work, I received the email, and I would, my heart would start beating because I must now on Sundays get up in front of the whole church and share a two-minute message on finances, and I'm freaking out. And it, I mean, it got to a point where I said to Andre, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm, gonna, I'm a volunteer. I'm, I don't get paid for this. I'm a volunteer. I'm going to phone the church office and tell them, I'm, I can't do this anymore. Find some other excuse. <laughs> and in that moment, I felt that the Holy Spirit saying to me, Sonica, I want you to push through. I want you to push through your fears. This is fear keeping you from what I want you to do. You need to push through. So... I didn't want to. I was really scared. Okay, I'm by nature, if, if, you, if you would have known me 10, 20 years ago, okay, 10 years ago I was improving. <laughs> 20 years ago, it was very difficult for me to speak in front of people. And I, we, we had a lady who was a news reporter one day coming to speak to all the Bible school teachers, teaching us how to do it properly because we... You know, we all needed guidance. And then she taught us about these breathing exercises, okay? When you, when you get stressed, you can do breathing exercises. And I haven't done this in years, so it, but it goes like this, kind of like you get all the air out, like, oh, okay, get everything out. Then you breathe in for five seconds, I think, so five seconds, and then you let it, let it slowly go for three seconds, something like that, okay? Okay, now, I did that. Well, everybody was worshipping behind the curtain. We, had a, we, had a, we were in a school hall, so there was a stage with curtains. I would hide behind the curtains and pretend that I'm worshipping. But meantime, I was doing my breathing exercises because I'm freaking out about this two-minute thing. And then Andre said to me, don't worry, man, nobody listens in any case. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, you're not helping me. You're not helping me. So I go through all of this and nobody's listening. This is not helping. And I had to push through. I had to do it afraid. I had to get on that stage with a pastor and his wife sitting there, okay? Very intimidating for me. And God said to me, I want you to push through. And all of these things, you know, in, in um, maybe in isolation, it wasn't big. But when, when it... When, when I realized every time that God pushed me, pushed me, pushed me out of my comfort zone, I would not have been here today in the same position. I would have not been the person I am today if it wasn't for that. So I want to challenge you this morning. If you, are, if you feel that Shofar is your home, if you, if, if, if you don't, don't worry. Um, 
But then I want you to make whatever is applicable to your church. Okay, if you're visiting this morning. If you feel that Shofar is your home, there's incredible opportunities in your local church to grow. And I want to challenge you, what is your next step? What is the Lord asking you to do? What is, I mean, like Brad said this morning, guys, for those of you who have never been to a men's camp, you still have all these unpleasant memories of primary school camps where you had to put your face in the flower and look for the smarty. I mean, it's like, no, never. I'm never camping again because I'm never doing that again. You need to get over your fears because you must be at the camp. Okay? You must take that step. You have to be, you have to be there. Okay? And if Andre asks you to be a group leader and you're freaking out because you can't be a group leader for three other guys, that's your next step. You need to step out. You need to grow. You, you are more than what you think you are. You are way more than what you think you are. You are a leader. You are a, a world changer. But you need to take your step. It's like Cindy said this morning. You need to step out. You know, for some of us, our next step is simply committing to a life group. You're coming to church. You feel at home. You enjoy it, but, but you also have maybe bad memories of these small groups, you know, where they, they ask you questions, and now you need to answer. We need to pray. You need to pray in front of people, and you're going to die if you do that. You need to step out. You need to, you need to go. You need to get over your fears. For some of us, our next step is facilitating a group. You're comfortable being in a group, but facilitating a group it's very scary. That is your next step. Whatever scares you, that's your next step. You need to step out. You need to go for it. For some of us, our next step is just attending our encounter courses. We have different encounter courses. Erlen spoke about it last week as well. When him and his wife started coming to Shofar, they did all the courses. He decided, I'm doing it. I'm not going to hide behind my fears for some of us, our next step is facilitating at an encounter course. Instead of just attending, facilitating, you'll be surprised how exponentially you will grow when you step out. And instead of just attending, facilitating. For some of us, our next step is attending men's camp, like I said, or being a group leader at men's camp. Or for some of us, our next step is simply just getting involved for the very first time. You come to church, you may be even in a life group, but getting involved scares you. It puts you out of your comfort zone. It, it, it makes you nervous. It makes you panic slightly. That is exactly what you need to do. So I want to challenge you for those of you who are only coming to church and going home. You are more than that. You have something to give. You have something to bring. You have something to add to this body something really beautiful and i want to challenge you to get involved you know it it will change your life it will change your life like it did mine and maybe you think but but sonica okay let's just um i have a question your husband is the pastor and what does he do all week if we now need to do all the work what is andre doing you know isn't he supposed to to marry people and bury people and phone people and go to the hospital and pray for the sick and print, do all the printing. And isn't the pastor, you know, surely I've got my own job and your husband's the pastor. 
So uh, I have this question, you know. He must evangelize and counsel the confused. He does, I promise you. <laughs> let's look, let's look at the, what the Bible says, all right? I'm going to show you what Andre's job is. I'll tell you what he does. Ephesians 4, verse 11 and 12. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's, God's um, people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Their responsibility. Andre's responsibility is to equip us to do the work of the ministry. That's his primary responsibility. Yes, he does many other things as well. But if he neglects his primary responsibility to equip us, he's not fulfilling the call in his life. Andre can do everything and anything, but if he's not equipping us and, and mobilizing us to do the same thing, he's actually not fulfilling what God has called him to do. Ephesians 4.16, look at this. He, that's Jesus, makes the whole body fit together perfectly. And as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. There's a, there's a special work that each one of you must do that nobody else can do. It's, it's, a, it's a special, it's, it's, a, it's a task or an assignment, or a job that will make you flourish and it will make the body of Christ flourish. There's something about each one doing its own special part that makes for a healthy church, a healthy community, a healthy individual. Look at 1 Corinthians 12 verse 22. If I haven't convinced you yet, you're not going to be convinced, okay? 1 Corinthians 12 verse 22. In fact... Some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. So if you classify yourself as the, as the weakest or the least important in this body, this scripture says you are actually the most necessary. We need you. We need what you have. We need what you, what you can give. You're going to not recognize yourself. A year from now, if you, if you do, if you become involved, if you plant yourself, if you experience yourself growing vigorously, healthily, and if you, if you, if you understand, if you grasp what I'm saying, you're not going to recognize yourself. You're going to be a different person. You're going to think, oh, I couldn't pray in front of people. Now I can. I couldn't speak in front of people. Now I, 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 I'm still doing it afraid, but I, I'm doing it. You, you're not going to recognize yourself. You know, the New Testament model says, Jesus could have done everything himself. Like, I, I'm, so, you know, I'm so pleased by what God did this morning because everybody who spoke, everybody who brought a word, you added to this morning. You know, like Brad said about Jesus, he could have walked alone. He could. You know, he could do all the miracles himself. He could, you know, he, 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 can, he can just think the thought and people will be healed. But he, he chose. He chose to equip 12 other guys, to equip them and to launch them and to believe in them and to say, you are more than what you think you are. And they changed the world. 
And Jesus modeled that for us. You know, he could have done everything himself, but he didn't because he chose to involve us. So you are more than what you think you are. You are powerful. You are a world changer. And for those of you already involved, think, oh, Sonica, I'm already doing so many things. I'm going to maybe just think about my, my dinner or something for tonight. I want to challenge you in a different way, okay? For those of you already involved, I want, I want you to think about the ministry that you are a part of, whether it's Kids Church, whether it's worship, whether it's media, whether it's ushering, whatever you're doing, whatever you are a part of, even your life group, I want to challenge you to be faithful. I want to challenge you to, to go the extra mile if needed. You know, to, to be a blessing and not a burden. To be a blessing and not a burden. I want, you, I want to challenge you to be excellent, not to be perfect. We're not looking for perfection. All right? If you know me or Andre, we're very open about we're not perfect, but we stand for excellence. We're giving it our all. We're giving it our best. So it's not about perfection, but we, whatever we do, we do it for the King of Kings. We do it for the Lord of Lords. We, we need to be prepared. We need to be prayed up. We need to come with a passion. You know, you need to constantly think, who can I train? Who can I teach? Who can I mentor? Who can, how can I duplicate myself? That is what leaders do. And we need to, we need to, to move from the mindset of I'm a follower to I'm a leader. And if you are a good follower, it's a really good start to be a good leader. Because there's many people who lead well, but they can't follow. So if you can follow well, you are on your way to be a great leader. Because leaders who can also follow become really good leaders. So if you see yourself as, Sonica, I'm a follower, I'm not a leader. That's a great place to start. But become... Become an expert in following. Become an expert in, in, in following with a passion, with an excellence, with a faithfulness. Don't follow passively. There's a big, big, big uh, difference between a passive follower who kind of just do what needs to be done. You know, they're just there. And a, a passionate, excellent, faithful follower that says, what extra can I do for you? You know, if, you, if you're in kids' church, for example... Think constantly, how can you bless Claire? She's heading up our, our kids' ministry. How can I bless her? How can I do something for her? How can I learn from her? How can I, how can I develop myself to, to teach others? How can I actually increase our team? And not expecting her to, to win all the, uh, the, the, the people who can join the team, but let me start recruiting. You know, there's just so much you can do as a follower. And those people... Become the best leaders because they learn how to support a vision that is not necessarily even their own vision, but they, they learn to do that. And God says, I can trust you. I'm going to give you opportunities. I'm going to open the doors for you. I'm going to give you favor. You know, and throughout the years, I, I haven't always been a leader, but I decided I'm going to follow well. I'm going to do what it takes to support my leader, whether it's my husband whether it's a, a ministry, I'm going to do, I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to be on time. I'm going to be early. I'm going to be prepared. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do everything from my ability to support the leader. And God says, I can work with that. 
I can work with that. I can give you something else. I can give you, I can give you another opportunity. So it's not good enough to only serve. So I want to challenge you this morning. Some of you still need to, your next step is just serving. But for those of you who are serving, that is a small, small, small step to say, I will serve. A bigger step is to say, how can I duplicate myself? How can I serve with excellence, with faithfulness, with a, with a passion, with a creativity? You're getting what, what, what I'm saying? You know, we, you know, I truly came alive when I started giving of myself. It's one thing to, let, let me show you a few statistics. It should be on the screen. We learn 10% of what we read. It's very interesting. So reading is good. Reading is an excellent starting point. They say readers are leaders and leaders are readers. Okay, so reading is, is a really good place to start. But they say you learn 10% of what you read. You, you learn 20% of what you hear. Okay, so hopefully 20% of what I say today will... I'll pray for a bit more, 20%. All my efforts. <laughs> 30% of what we see and hear, okay, hopefully we'll, we'll reach 30% this morning. 70% of what we discuss with others, that's why your life group is so powerful. You will learn 70% of something that you discuss with other people. Powerful. 80% of what you experience personally, and listen to this one, 95% of what you teach to someone else, you will learn. And I saw that. You know, I did three years of Shofar Bible School. I loved it. It was in the evenings. It was while I do, was doing my third years of accounting, um, my honors. People told me, I'm crazy. So you're crazy. You must study. Where do you find time for Bible school? And I just loved it. My first year of articles, I did my third year of Bible school. But I honestly learned the most when I had to teach a module. I was like, oh, I need to now make sense to other people. I need to now understand it myself. I can't just think I understand it. I must make sure that I understand the content. I must wrestle through it. I must pray through it and think through it. I must, I must be able to, to explain it in a way that makes sense. And then I need to understand it first. So my growth in terms of, 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 of a Bible school, the, the biggest growth was when I had to teach it myself. And maybe not all of you will, will be in a situation where you need to be a teacher of a specific module. But there's so many opportunities. You know, if you're part of Kids Church, you can teach somebody else how to do a lesson. If you are in the worship team, you can, you can impart your skills. You can, you can actually teach somebody else what you know on your instrument. There's numerous opportunities in church to teach to train, to mentor, to develop, to duplicate yourself. You know, this is research done by Dr. William Glaser. He was an American psychiatrist, psychiatrist who authored and co-authored many influential books. So this is actually a study that he did. It's many such studies. It's just a very interesting way of, of actually realizing that when we, when we develop and when we grow truly, it's when we teach what we know to somebody else. I mean, you will know that even in your, in your workplace. It's when you actually teach somebody else. And stepping out of your comfort zone is one of the biggest gifts you can give to yourself. 
You know, I'm, I've been through so many seasons in my life where I didn't sleep before I preach. I've had so many sleepless nights. I've had so many times when the, when the enemy convinced me that I must rather just shut up and sit in the corner and not open my mouth. I was so intimidated. There were so many seasons where I had to do it afraid. I had to get up here and feel kind of dizzy and uh, as if I'm not going to make it and, and just saying, I'm doing this afraid. No matter what. No matter how I feel. No matter the, even the feedback or the, uh, you know, how people experience it. I will do it because I'm going to break through my fears. It wasn't easy. It wasn't just, I wasn't just born with a microphone in my hand. Believe me, some people are, okay? Bless you if you are born with a microphone in your hand. You know, you're just a natural public speaker. Most of us are not. Most of us need to grow. Most of us need to fight through our fears. Most of us need to take that step out of our comfort zone and see how God comes through for us. How how we realize this is not me. I mean, I'm very much aware that every time I minister... Every time I, I speak or preach or teach, it's not me. It's not me. And if, if God is not going to help me and if he's not going to anoint it, there will be nothing because I'm not a natural, motivational speaker. I will never be. If there's not, if there's not the Holy Spirit that comes alongside me and helps me, I can't do it. So it's not a, it's not a, a if you are in the same boat it is not a problem because the day that you will do that, you will know that this is not you and this is God speaking through you and the effect and, the, and the, uh, what will happen through you and in you will be greater than you can ever deliver. So I, I want to encourage you this morning. You, know, you can stop growing. You can stay in your comfort zone. You can stop growing and stagnate and even slowly die because this is what happens if we don't grow and you stagnate you you're not only going to stay there you're going to slowly die inside or you can step out of your comfort zone and face your fears and grow and start flourishing so i want to i want to encourage you this morning you are more than what you think you are all of you all of you i'm, I'm speaking to all of you you are more than what you think you are. Forget, forget about that great five oral. It was a disaster. Okay? Forget about that time in a group where you were asked a question and you couldn't speak. It happened to me so many times. Forget about that time at the bri when you really wanted to tell a joke and it was like not funny for anybody. We, we need to get over those things. We need to ask the Lord to heal our hearts and to and to set us free, and we need to dust off our prophecies and the words that's been spoken over our lives, and we need to start acting upon it. You are more than what you think you are. You are, you are powerful. You know, in the beginning when, when I met Andre, now he wants me to speak these things over myself, like, I am beautiful. I'm like, no ways, no ways, no ways. Leave me alone, leave me alone. Nowadays when he tells me, now no, I must say, I am anointed. I'm like, really, Andrea, just leave me alone. <laughs> now he wants me to speak all of these things over myself. Nowadays, I'm just, okay, what do, we, what do you want me to say? I'm beautiful. 
I'm anointed. I'm powerful. Okay, are you, are you, are you happy now? <laughs> I just had to learn. I had to learn to speak life over myself. I had to learn to believe. You see, if you're not going to believe, the whole world can believe that you are something. But if you don't believe it, it's not going to change anything. You need to take the word of the Lord. You need to start speaking it over yourself. And you need to believe that you are more than what you currently are. And that God has got the ability to take you on this journey of growing you and developing you and make you powerful. Not boastful, but powerful. This is who you are. So I want you to take, or just bef before I go to the cards, there's John Maxwell. He's got this quote. He says, if we are growing, we will always going to be out of our comfort zone. So the opposite is also true. You can stay in your comfort zone, but then you'll never grow. You'll never grow. And I've been out of my comfort zone so many times in my life. And the result was just positive. It's, you, you might freak out in the moment, but looking back, I'm so thankful. Because to stay in that corner of fear and intimidation is a horrible place. It's a horrible place. And you can step out of it. And you will step out of it in Jesus' name. So I'm going to, if you can take those cards on your chairs, it's about maybe every second chair. I just want to take you through the ministries in Shafar. Most of you might be aware of it, but just for even just one or two people today, I just want to show you what, what opportunities we have. Okay, there's the worship team. We've spoken about worship. We have a choir. We have a band. We have sound engineering. So if you want to get involved, please tick those boxes and, and let us know. Okay, when it comes to worship, there's auditions. There's no, no specific guarantee that you will necessarily play. If you can play only two or three chords on the guitar, you would need to practice first, okay? But there is, when I started playing in the worship team, I practiced every day. I went to every practice because I had a classical background and I couldn't play worship music properly. I couldn't understand the chord structures. I didn't know how to do it. I practiced every day. I went to every practice. I took ownership of my development. Nobody helped me. Nobody offered piano lessons for Sonica. I said, I went to them. I went to their work. I said, can you please sing the song to me? I've never heard it before. I need to play it on Sunday. I'm desperate for help. I took ownership, all right? If you want to play in the worship team, you must take ownership of your, of your uh, musical development. Media, we, there's, there's lots of opportunities in the media, we, we, um, we have people like Ashley this morning just putting up my slides. Thanks, Ashley. Job well done. We, we need people who can just project the songs and the words while we're singing and while we're preaching because it helps you to stay awake okay, and focused. And um, we also have photography, videography. If you can, are interested in just serving us in any of those capacities, please tick those boxes. All right. Then hospitality, we have different uh, areas. There's primarily two areas in terms of hospitality. We have ushers. Who, I don't know what you think, but um, there's not angels packing the chairs on a Saturday evening like, like this. It's actually people, flesh and blood people. 
They pack the chairs really nicely that you can just come and sit. We have people preparing the coffee, preparing the venue. They are called ushers, all right? In our church, we call them ushers. If you want to become part of that ministry, I would actually recommend that everybody, no matter who you are, whether you are the CEO of a, of a really big company or whether you are, have, a, have a simple job compared to, compared to yourself, I would recommend that everybody actually starts by serving in this capacity, even if it's for a month or two or six months, because it changes your heart. And it gives you an appreciation for walking in at one minute to nine, hopefully, not five past nine. It gives you an appreciation of somebody actually prepared the venue. Somebody came at eight while I was still in my pajamas, and they prepared the venue. It gives you an appreciation. So we have ushers. So we especially need people for the evening services. So if you are part of our evening services, please let us know if you can assist in that capacity. We have hosts. Hosts, I think, are the easiest ministry. And I want to challenge you on this one because it's going to... Some of you need to step out of your comfort zone. All that you need to do to be a host, you must be able to smile. Let's all smile. You can do it. Okay, you qualify for the host. You don't have to practice piano or guitar. You can just practice your smile in the mirror, and then you practice to say, good morning, welcome to Shofar. Uh, what do you do? You, you just practice being friendly. We reach out especially to new people. So we have a few dedicated people who can smile nicely, and which is all of you, by the way. And they, they just look out for new faces, and they make people feel welcome. It is extremely important, Okay. For those of you who have ever been visiting a new church, and maybe it's some of you this morning or recently, it's daunting. It's very daunting going to a new church. You don't know what to expect. And if you have one friendly smile, it can make it a pleasant experience. So maybe you can be that person who make it a pleasant experience to somebody else. Okay, we will train you. We'll give you all the ins and outs and detail of what, what you need to do. Then we have our Amplified Youth. I've spoken about that. God is doing something among the young people. He is. He really is. So if you want to become part of that, please tick that box. And then show for kids. We have different age groups. The young, like the three to fours, the five to sixes, seven to nine, ten to twelve. We have four classes every Sunday, which means we need four volunteers per Sunday. And some of the classes are really big, so they need assistance. They need people who can help because um, I don't know how many of you can handle 15, 3 to 4-year-olds. Okay? I would need help. So maybe you are just willing to help or maybe you're willing to take a class or maybe you're willing to shadow and just see what it's all about. All right, our kids, I mean, praise God for the venue next door. I don't know if, if how many of you realize, but in the beginning of the year, the Bikers Church were always next door. They had evening services, so that's why we couldn't have our evening services here because it's not soundproof. We would have competed quite, quite a bit. And they decided they want to move to another venue because they also want morning services. So this venue became available next door. And they said, why don't we take it? And we said, oh, we can't afford it. We would love to, but we can't afford it. And God just actually showed us that we need to take that step in faith and our, our, our kids were kind of like, you know, 
or the volunteers maybe, rather. They were panicking because they were sitting with, in that corner room, like 15 to 23 to 4-year-olds sometimes. It was crazy. And God provided a venue. And he's growing our kids. He's growing our youth. And it's, it's still in its baby shoes, in a sense, because I know God's going to grow it even further. But we need laborers. And we need people who say, I'm willing. I'm willing to get up one Sunday per month, a bit earlier, or two Sundays per month. Two Sundays per month. I'm willing to get up a bit earlier. I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to develop myself. I'm willing to to, to go the extra mile. I'm willing to be a blessing. And it will change your life like it did mine. It will change your life. Somebody will contact you, say, if you can go through the cards... If, you, if you're not involved, tick the boxes, leave it at the back. Somebody will contact you. You will shadow, which means you will not just be, there's your class, and good luck. <laughs> it will, there will be a training process. You will shadow. So if anybody does that to you, let me know. Okay, they're not supposed to do that. <laughs> they won't. They won't. You will have a chance to, to grow in your ministry. So... Imagine a church, okay, just dream with me for a little bit. Imagine a church where each and every single person does something. I don't know any church like that, but imagine a church. Every, every person does something, even if it's one thing. Imagine the health, the growth. All of us can do our weekends away, and all of us can serve. It will be glorious. You know, we will have fun. We will see life change. We'll do life together. You know, this is what we really trust the Lord for, for us as a church. Let's do life together. You know, it's, it's in the ministries where I served, where I made my best friends. Or go on missions together, you know. You actually must wash a few cups. You must do a few, a few things together, and that's where you make friends. So, are you ready for the challenge, hey? Your next step. What is your next step? So even if you are involved, I don't want to walk out here and think, oh, so glad Sonica spoke about that this morning. I don't even feel convicted because I'm so involved. You know, <laughs> I am doing my part. No, for, for you who think like that, I want you to, to think about the challenge of leadership, duplicating yourself, teaching others, training others, mentoring others. Being a blessing, going the extra mile, coming early. Trust the Lord for your personal growth. It's going to change your life. Amen. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.